We have the pleasure of having another New Zealand poet with us at the moment, poet and actor, uh, distinguished actor, and he's the co-founder of Downstage, and it's art, it was art, it's artistic director from 1964 to 1968. Peter Bland, thank you for taking the time. That's fine. Good. Now, we hear you, you've had quite the connection with James K. Baxter in your past. Can you, can you talk us through what the connection was? Uh, when I, I emigrated out here in, in 1954, uh, I think I was 19, uh, yeah, 19 or something like that, and um, I was just starting to be a poet, and um, so naturally I, I um, tried to get in touch with local poets. I was surprised that there were poets in New Zealand, actually, <laughs> <laughs> but but I discovered they were, and not only that, but they were terrific because they. Uh, they didn't. They were, didn't have any class barriers. They were just like everybody else. They went to the pub and drunk and got married and worked in the office and uh, and spoke uh, a sort of poetry that was like ordinary everyday speech. It was a little bit heightened, but um, and I found that very exciting. And Jim Baxter, uh, I made friends with him very quickly, and he's very encouraging, not just to me, but to a, a lot of young poets. And. Uh, at that time, New Zealand society was very, very conformist. People go on trying to understand why this was. Was this some kind of post-traumatic shock or something, or, or, or deep Puritanism? But it really, really was a very conformist society. And, and artistic people, um, actors, poets, uh, painters, uh, were a little band of brothers who felt they were being uh, sort of shunted uh, outside normal society. So I think that... Um, you know that that's why uh, I got fairly close to Jim in the early years. I missed out on the later Jerusalem years because I was overseas working as an actor. But um, I kept in touch a little bit. I always think those years when he went up to Jerusalem, were, uh, he might have been inspired a bit by St. Francis, you know, St. Francis of Assisi. You know, trying to form some sort of small. Um, largely matriarchal community where he felt at home, which was outside the normal mainstream, yeah. Peter, as someone of faith myself, as a, as a minister, I've been really intrigued with the, the faith aspect of James K. Baxter. It seems to me something that at times was troubled, often full of hope, and the whole Jerusalem era kind of comes out of that. Yeah. As a fellow poet, what, what did you see in that regard to what he was doing, that whole grappling with faith, which, which I think, especially in New Zealand, New Zealand now, is quite an unusual thing? Very unusual. I mean, there was a painter called McCann who was, who was the same, who was grappling with it too. Um, but you see, Jim put God absolutely dead center. I mean, that was it. That was the dead center to his existence. Every, he worked from the top down. You know, he didn't work for he didn't work from the bottom up. It was absolutely central to his whole view of um, his whole view of life. And um, uh, that's very unusual, even now, for for a poet. There's a there's a line in his uh, poem Maori Jesus that just uh, it might be capturing my immature side, Peter. But it, but it talks about how when uh, he broke wind, uh, the little fishes trembled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he he was good, very good on the comic lines too, especially if they were based on people's hypocrisy. He liked, he liked taking he liked taking the Mickey a bit uh, on on that on that level, but his pointy. You see, his poetry was so intimate, and and there was so much sensuous detail, and you got this marvelous combination of the intimate and the eternal because of because of his search for God and his love for God. Uh, you, you got that that side of things alongside this tremendous uh, sensual detail, and the two together 
were, were in his best work. They were absolutely, um, absolutely terrific. I think. Uh, uh, he, I remember he called sunflower seeds the green brides of the sun. <laughs> mm. And when he looked into a mirror, he said, uh, "I see an old Tuatara." <laughs> The, the, that combination of, detail, of sensual detail and um, natural detail with the, this overall quest for God was uh, quite a formidable thing. It evoked a tremendous kind of energy in his work. I think we're very, very fortunate to have a point of that stature as, a, you know, in, uh, uh, as part of our culture. I really do. Mm. Coming coming back to that faith element, Peter. When I when I look at the life of James K. Baxter, I see someone who kind of doesn't fit the the mold, doesn't fit the the kind of nice religious box, so no, to speak. No. Having having not been around there, I could imagine there would have been some friction between the kind of established religious community and the voice of someone like James K. Baxter. Oh, very much. Uh, I mean, uh, religion for him was a, a sustained internal sort of quest. It wasn't just a matter of doing the right thing, going to church on Sunday and being seen to do so. It, it, um, I remember him telling me that, uh, I'm, oh yeah, I remember him telling me that God enters our lives through a wound. There was a lot of remorse in his poetry and a sense of guilt. I mean, I don't know how that reflected on what I didn't know about his private life, but uh, that was certainly there. Um, but... Um, I, I think of him now as a sort of New Zealand Walt Whitman because he, he had such a mm. range, you know. He's such a he, his footprints everywhere in our literature, and he had such a range of ta- of uh, uh, ballads and personal lyrics, poems of comic situation, love poems, childhood recollections, drama. Um, we put on some plays of his at Downstage and landscape evocations, earthed in real New Zealand localities. Poems like the Cave, Wild Bees. He was a master of a sort of passionate personal rhetoric, which he refined all his life. And, and he really brought New Zealand to life because, uh, because he, he loved the place. And he, loved, he, saw, he saw New Zealand, I think, as a sort of fallen Eden. So the religious thing went right through his whole way of looking at the world. Mm, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Hey, Peter, if people wanted to access your work, how can, how can they do that? Um, just after uh, um, ask her to the bookshops. I've I've got a collected poems out, and uh, I've got a new book of poems coming out next month with uh, Steele Roberts and Wellington. Um, but uh, you could ask a- access my work through um, through th- through a good bookshop. I think yeah. Brilliant. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Peter. Not at all.